BMW. The 77%. It's time again for the show where you, the African youth, get a chance to be part of the debate shaping your continent. Hello and welcome to The 77%. I'm your host, Eunice Wanjiro, in Bonn, Germany. On today's program, we are going to hear what you think about countries accepting and or refusing to take in evacuees from Afghanistan. We'll hear from some of the youth in Uganda. I think that if someone is in danger, if you hope, you've created a very good hand in helping humanity. We'll also hear what some of the youth in South Africa have to say, so do stay tuned. And you can also be part of this by visiting our Facebook page, DW Africa. Just make sure to leave us your comments. Since the Taliban took over Kabul mid-August, thousands of people have rushed to leave Afghanistan. Uganda was the first African country to take in Afghan evacuees fleeing the Taliban takeover. This first batch of the 2,000 Afghan evacuees is expected to be resettled in Uganda. Their arrival follows a request from the U.S. government to temporarily host at-risk Afghan nationals and others who are in transit to the United States and other destinations worldwide. Now, DW's Frank Yiga has been speaking to some of the youth in Kampala, Uganda, to find out what they think. Frank, over to you. Thank you, Eunice, and welcome to the 77% coming to you from Kampala, Uganda. I am with three youth panelists in studio here. Gilbert Olinga, the National Coordinator, Generation 7. Doreen Kaija, the youth activist, and Michael Leakey, a student. We're here to discuss their views about the government's decision to shelter 2,000 Afghan evacuees following the Taliban overthrow of the Afghan government. Uganda government officials said they decided to host the evacuees on humanitarian grounds, but the U.S. government will meet the costs on their stay in Uganda until they are relocated to their final destinations. Over the expected 2,000 Afghans, so far, 51 are in the country, residing at Imperial Resort Hotel in Entebbe Town. Let me start with you, Gilbert. The arrival of Afghan evacuees in Uganda is still the talk of town. How did you react to the government's plan to host them? We need to ask ourselves questions. Are the Afghanistans having issues? Is there a problem in that country? Yes or no? If it is yes, do they need help? Yes, they need help. Are people dying in Afghanistan? Yes, they are dying. I think Uganda received the 2,000. Now that we, are, we already have 50, I think it's a good gesture on a humanitarian ground. History has shown that Uganda is a very hospitable country. We have hosted so many people who are running out from their countries because of such scenarios. For example, South Sudanese. Uganda is hosting over 1.2 million foreigners in this country. Refugees, I mean, those who are running out from wars, those who are running out from instability. And I think... America to decide to bring evacuees from uh, Afghanistan, it is something good because Uganda has shown from time immemorial that they are very, very hospitable country. Besides that, there has been uh, also research to find out which country would be appropriate for these uh, people. Uganda has the best uh, refugee policy, I think, all over the world. Now, Doreen, although Uganda has one of the best refugee policies in the world, as Gilbert says... 
Uh, some Ugandans have expressed mixed feelings about sheltering uh, the Afghan evacuees in the country. Aren't those against hosting them being harsh, yet we are known for hospitality and open arms. You talked about uh, Uganda has uh, a group of refugees in diff- from different countries, which is very welcome. We have Rwandese, we have South Sudanese, we have different, different groups of people. So the question should be rising. We are signatories of the international laws. On the humanitarian grounds, we highly welcome these people because we are saving a life. But the question should be rising from there. If we have uh, the UNHCR, which is concerned for the refugees, why should we be seeing a state? Why do you think it should be them now to take high control, disregarding all the agencies which are concerned to the refugees, and you offer it to a state? So the question should be, do we think that uh, the UNHCR ceases to do its role? Uh, Gilbert, so in other words, Dorin says uh, there was lack of transparency in the evacuation process uh, between Uganda and the U.S., making it uh, a little suspicious because other bodies like parliament and international agencies were not involved. There is, I don't believe that there is something uh, funny that uh, went on there because it is very clear there are diplomatic engagements that took place. There is no way America would bring 50 people from Afghanistan without engaging the authority. It is not there. Uganda is a sovereign state. America is a sovereign state. There is an engagement, and Parliament knows about that. There is a specific uh, department. That is the foreign, the foreign Affairs Office. It is very clear there was an engagement that went on before this book came in. So someone to say that um, the three arms of government were not involved, I think that is just politicking. So turning to Michael, what really crossed your mind when you heard the news that Uganda will temporarily be a home to 2,000 Afghan evacuees fleeing a conflict back home? When you look into the history of the Afghans and the Taliban's, they've actually fought for more than 20 years. Evacuees are supposed to be people who are picked out of danger. And Uganda being a country which is free, Uganda is open to so many uh, foreign policies in the country. When you pick someone out of danger, you're helping a human being. So many countries have said no to these people who are being evacuated from the Afghans because they believe they cannot take care of those people. I think that if someone is in danger, if you help, you've created a very good hand in helping a humanity. So I don't believe if there's any politics around that. First of all, Americans are the ones actually going to take charge of their bills. I mean, they're actually taking control of every expense. And these people, when you look into their numbers, 50 people, you know, I mean, this number is manageable, even by the country. So I think it's a good move. Dorin, Mike and Gilbert, and perhaps some Ugandans are on the same page of uh, the country providing shelter to Afghan evacuees. Where do you see the gaps in this process and how do you want it to be bridged? People, everyone is coming out with different information. At, at, at some point you saw ministers conflicting with each other. This one is saying they are coming, this one is saying they are not yet. You see a country like uh, Rwanda, they welcomed a category of young people who are going to school. 
So for us, do we, do we have information of which category of people we already have? Of the 50, are they politicians? Are, are they young people? What are they? Are they mothers? Do you have any information about the same? So the country, the natives or the citizens of the country ought to have this information about the same, such that we know the people that we are hosting may not at one point be of negative effects. So we have to screen out the people that we are bringing in as a country. So does this one call for attention and worry among Ugandans? We have all reasons to worry. We have all reasons to question. However much we have the will. It's not that we are against having these people find protection. You get it. But it's about being cautious enough. Can we try to do things in the right way? We are welcoming these people. Let's take a break and head back to Eunice in Bonn. Eunice? Thank you, Frank. You are still listening to the 77%. Apart from Uganda, Rwanda also welcomed nearly 250 schoolgirls, their families, and boarding school staff from the School of Leadership Afghanistan, Sola, in the Afghan capital. And Sudan announced an interest in hosting Afghan refugees. Meanwhile, Namibia, South Africa, and Zimbabwe have turned down the request by the U.S. to accommodate people fleeing the Taliban. DW's Tuzo Kumalo was in the streets of Johannesburg, South Africa, speaking to some of the youth. Let's hear what they had to say. The government should actually allow... Afghanistan have gone through war and we all know like how hard the economic conditions get to be. And apart from that, I feel like those people, they are right to safety, first and foremost, before food, economic um, conditions and all of those things are considered. Just their right to life has been compromised. So South Africa needs to be more welcoming in that regard. So those people should come in. I I agree with you. Um, I think we need to take into consideration the Constitution, like you said, the right to life, the right to human dignity is very important because these people have lost so much. They've lost their homes, they've lost their families. And I think we need to be considerate of that and be accommodating of that. We cannot afford to have more unskilled people coming into the country. Now over 30% of unemployment rate in South Africa. So I think unemployment rate will be at risk, not just that. Uh, Also, remember, we're talking about people who struggle even with English. And we also speak of government budget because we don't have enough money. The government cannot allow the COVID-19 from wherever it's coming from, if those people may have it, and bring it to the country. We already have trying to reduce the rate at which the, the COVID is spreading. So bringing more people in is not going to help that situation. Blanket rejections of Islam seekers based on uh, one's country of origin, based on where one comes from, uh, is something that is illegal and frowned upon in international law. So South Africa cannot uh, reject uh, Islam seekers on the basis of the fact that they come from Afghanistan. Each uh, refugee application has to be regarded and processed as an individual application. You guys who are saying they shouldn't really allow them and as things stands, South African economy is shaking on its own and if anything we've seen more South Africans actually leaving the country. So do you think then South Africans shouldn't be allowed into those countries? And what if our own political climate changes to be something else? Will you say the same thing about us not going to those countries? There's a difference because South Africans that are leaving the country are actually skilled South Africans going out there. And now we're trying to bring replacing, replacing skilled people with unskilled people. What are we going to do with them? 
And another thing you talked about the constitution. Remember the, the constitution you're referring to is the constitution of South Africa. I'm not saying they don't have those rights, but at the moment we cannot give them those rights according to our constitution because they're not yet South Africans. People cannot be rejected on the basis of saying that uh, they come from, from a, a certain country. That borders on serious discrimination. That borders on discrimination. South Africa can then not discriminate on people on the basis of uh, the country that they come from. It is also shocking coming from a country that has got uh, democratic values, coming from a country that prides itself as a constitutional country, coming from a country that uh, prides itself from uh, embracing di diversity. Uh, it is also clear that uh, South Africa wants to reject people from Afghanistan on the basis of saying that uh, uh, people from Afghanistan are actually potential terrorists or uh, since they come from that country, they are probably being discriminated for because of their their religion and uh, uh, probably the country that they come from, which is uh, which is not acceptable in international law. I think South Africa has taken a good decision by refusing to take the refugees from Afghanistan because South Africa has already taken all the refugees from its surrounding countries. I think they must go to their nearest countries, especially those countries that are Muslim countries. It's going to be very much easier for them to follow their religious customs. It's fair enough that it's already accommodating more than enough foreigners in one country, especially in the African continent. So I think as much as they are not able to, to accommodate them, still they, they can be able to reach out to them um, in some form, you know, um, other than taking them for purposes of hosting them in, in the country. Those are some of the opinions of the youth in Johannesburg, South Africa. Remember, you can be part of the debate by heading on to our Facebook page, DW Africa, and leave us your comments. Now, let's head on back to Frank Yiga in Kampala, Uganda, with the debate. Thank you, Eunice. I'm still with the youth panelists in studio, Gilbert, Dorin, and Michael, sharing views about Uganda hosting Afghan evacuees. Now, Gilbert... What do we stand to lose as a country by providing temporary shelter to Afghan evacuees? I don't see what we are losing by hosting these people in the country. Rather, uh, we are gaining our image as a country is being uh, celebrated as a hospitable. And um, this puts us uh, in a good place globally. Several countries rejected these people. Uganda, because of uh, the humanitarian heart that we have, they welcome these people and this gives us credit. As a country. Dorin, Gilbert says it's good all the way for Uganda to benefit from hosting the Afghans, and we don't have anything to lose anyway. For every other action that any person takes, it has two sides. So never confuse yourself to think that things have one way. It always have one way out. You see, we've been doing so bad internationally. That is the fact. With issues of human rights, battling of people, battering of journalists, killing people. It has been all out there and it has been blowing out to international media. So when, when you bring these people in, they, they, they truly help you to clean your face in a certain way. So that is, that is well and good on the PR issues. They are doing good. When these, with, when these people come in more so with uh, 
uh, support from from the Americans, it means uh, we are getting uh, foreign exchange. You know, it is on the positive note that uh, dollars are going to be coming in in the country. Still, it goes to who are the beneficiaries of the same. You, you get it. This would be maybe benefiting the whole country, but it will end up in a few clicks of a few individuals like. Initially, it was done in the start. We shall not even tell how it will end. Uh, Gilbert, your facial expressions seem to be uh, disagreeing with uh, Dory. It's very clear that these people are here for a certain time before they go to their final destination. They that say, is very clear. They say less than two months. Mm. Less than two months. That is very clear, and we all know about that. My sister, to say that we are not certain of what tomorrow holds for us, are this going to be the first group that Uganda is hosting? For how long have we had South Sudanese in this country? Congolese, Rwandese, Burundians, Eritreans. For how long have we had them in this country? So what are you bringing? Is this the first group that we are going to be uncertain about tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> I now, think it, now, it is literally... Uh, now, yes, I clearly, now, I clearly get your point. Now, so, let me, let me, your concern is... Now, the concern is one. <laughs> it is the reality on ground. They are here for a short time. You get it? Mm. But you're not certain of the same. Have you looked at the document that, or the MOU that has been signed between the two states? We have not. Has the country be, been brought to attention of the same? Mm. Let me tell you, by the way, don't be surprised. Everything is, is, is possible in this country. Those very people, within no time, they will register as investors and they will be investors. <laughs> yes, Gilbert, uh, you are really insisting to counter Dorian. What we know, the information we all have, is that these people are here for a short time. And we should stick to that as of now. We, we shouldn't debate like this people are going to be here forever. We should stick to that until the two months elapse. <laughs> Absolutely. And then we shall get to another conversation. <laughs> Michael, how is Uganda's image affected by hosting Afghan evacuees? When you want to promote an image that is hospitable, you need to protect it. The Pearl of Africa is one of you know the greatest destinations to so many people in, I mean, around the world. I mean, we have to look at the hospitality. We have to look at how people can be comfortably okay in the country, Uganda. When you look into what's happening in Afghans, the, the killings, people being shot alive, and you're thinking about politics, yet you have to help those people. They're the same people like us. They drink the same water. Thank you, Gilbert Olinga, Doreen Kaija, and Michael Leakey. Let's head back to Eunice in Bonn. Thank you so much, Frank, and thank you also to your panelists. It's time now we had what some of you had to say on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Harima Remi Nasuna wrote, It's a big mistake for Uganda to accept more refugees, yet its own natives are suffering even more than the refugees. It's a shame to our society. General Fuga is saying some African leaders are waiting for the U.S. just to ask us to take in refugees at a cost that will fit in their corrupt pockets. Mboro Muyuro Kinyanjui is saying let the U.S. government take responsibility and take the Afghan refugees. They never consulted anyone when getting into this. Africa has its share of refugees to accommodate. And Maria Santo says, I'm so sure if Namibians were given the chance to decide on the Afghan refugees, they would wholeheartedly accept them. Big shame on Namibia's government. Thank you so much for your comments. Keep the debate going on our Facebook page, DW Africa. We've now 
now come to the end of this week's 77% show. You can listen to this show and previous editions by visiting dw.com forward slash 77. Until next time, I'm Eunice Wanjiro. It's bye for now. Africa.